Good morning. My name is Roger Smith, and uh, it's my privilege to bring you the word this morning. And what a privilege, the first sermon of a new year, a new decade even. And it doesn't seem that long ago that I was facing the new millennium, and that was 20 years ago. Time does fly. So the old year has gone, and we're facing this new year. And it always seems to me to be a great time to take stock of where we are in our life. You know, what could we have done better last year? How can we improve it this year? I just wondered if uh, anyone had uh, taken the plunge and uh, made a resolution. Now, I'm not going to ask what they are. I'm just interested if, you know, if you had made a resolution, is it any different from the one you made last year? So anyway, a happy and healthy New Year to you all. May God bless you abundantly. So we do continue this uh, week with the series on Psalms. Today we look at Psalm 122. And there's another song of ascent. As Simon told us last week, uh, there were Psalms. These were the Psalms that the the, um, uh, Israelites sang as they made their way to Jerusalem up the mount. Uh, Sometimes the priests would also sing these songs as they climbed up the steps to their position in the temple. For me, it conjures up a a picture of uh, togetherness and devotion. Quite a while ago, our minister here, and I believe it was uh, probably Scott Button, he, uh, he preached that we should try and prepare ourselves for service on a Sunday. And I believe it makes a lot of sense. Let me give you an opposite view of that. Imagine it's, imagine, it's Sunday morning and I I get up late and uh, I have a quick breakfast, uh, shower, get myself dressed and I look at the clock and I think, I just might make it. So I'm, I'm driving down King's Road and I groan. The boom gates come down and there's a goods train. I don't know whether you ever waited at the level crossing for one of those goods trains. They are long. I reckon that uh, as it goes past Kings Road, Parafield Station, the tail end is just leaving Dry Creek. <laughs> now, don't mind me a bit, of an imag- uh, you know, a, a bit of an exaggeration, but that's what it seems like. Anyway, I get to church and uh, they're in the second song and uh, I'm looking around because I, there was someone I wanted to catch up with before the service and I'm looking around, is he here? I can't see him but there's someone else I need to speak to uh, bef- after the service and uh, then I hear someone's praying and I don't really know what they're saying and I'm really, I really should stop you know, and, and just take a minute to settle myself down. You can see I would be much better prepared if I was able to spend a little time getting my thoughts with God. Maybe I should have been praying when that goods train went past instead of (laughs) waiting for the last carriage. Yeah. A quiet time and some prayer is the answer. Recently we've started a prayer time here at the front of the church at 9 o'clock in the morning for anyone to join in. Now, we've always had a prayer time, but it's 
It used to be in the boardroom, it's now been transferred to the front of the church and I guess it's a much more prominent position. It's all part of breaking away from the world and getting ready for worship. Get myself sorted out there in a minute. Now, I know it's not always possible, especially when you have young children to get ready or you've got other commitments. I'm just making the point that uh, if we can spend a little bit of time with God before the service, how much better prepared we are to take in his word. Getting back to the Israelites in King David's time, as they came together, slowly climbing up the hill, singing the psalms, they were already worshipping and praising God before they had arrived, even arrived at the temple. It always amazes me how times have changed. In fact, how, how people have changed. I think it was very hard for any of us to do what those pilgrims did back then. Can you imagine Barry announcing that One Tree Hill, Uniting Church, is going to hold a festival? And we, as a church, have been invited. So the plan is, we're going to meet outside the church next Sunday, 6 o'clock in the morning, and we're all going to walk up to One Tree Hill singing choruses. Now, Barry says it's only 20k and with a brisk walk should only take about four hours. <laughs> and yeah, right. I'll see you up there, Barry. I'm, I'm driving. So, uh, another, another point. In the daily devotional that I read, um, it, it was in our daily bread, uh, there was a, an article that highlighted the commitment and faithfulness of believers David Brannan wrote, It was late in Kishnau, Moldova, a city near the Romanian border, in what was formerly the part of Soviet Union. Charlie Vandermeer, director of Children's Bible Hour, was visiting the city to encourage Christian workers and to tell children about Jesus Christ. Another cold Sunday didn't deter the Christians in Kishnau. They turned out in force, 1,500 strong, to worship a church built 10 years earlier during uh, the uh, strong communist persecution. According to Vandermeer, all of those attended, only about 25 arrived in cars. The rest either walked in the snow, some as far as three or four miles, or took public transport. Some had to change buses up to five times. And they did it all over again for the evening service. Amazed at the dedication of these people, Charlie wondered, would we go to church if we had to do that? Well, I'm sorry, I know I wouldn't. We do really have a comfortable life, don't we? And it, it just seems to somehow make us less dedicated. The first of the Psalms of Ascent was number 120 and the pilgrims were in trouble and far away. Last week Simon gave us 121. As they travelled they put their trust in God. 122 
attributed to the King David to King David is a song of triumph. They've arrived at their destination, Jerusalem. Psalm 122. I rejoice with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. There stand the thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will meet your prosperity. David starts this psalm with, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He's overjoyed to be invited to go to church with other believers. Are you rejoicing at being at church here this morning? Well, that might be a little bit over the top, but I I just hope that you're at least glad to be here. On the other occasion, I would attend here on a Sunday morning before I was a Christian. I guess that for me it was more of an intellectual exercise. And I wasn't pleased when it, all, when it turned out to be a Holy Communion Sunday. It's when we used to come forward to Holy Communion and I'd be left sitting in the seat all on my top. And uh, so it made me very, very uncomfortable. The other thing that bothered me was a particular singer that seemed to be singing her heart out directly at me as I stood there with my mouth, mouth closed. I did feel uncomfortable. I realise now it was probably my guilty conscience that was working overtime. Now I do look forward to Sunday and I recognise how important it is for Christians to join with each other in prayer and worship. Some of you know that uh, I go into Yatla Prison on a weekly basis. It gives me the opportunity to speak with some guys who are thinking about Christianity. And one thing I emphasise is that when they get out, if they're serious, they must get involved in a church. The way I look at it, we live in a very harsh world. And without weekly involvement with other Christians, it's far too easy to get led away by this dark world. I think it's one of the joys of Christian life, no matter where you travel. You can go to any church and are usually met by like-minded people. No matter what our differences, we have one thing in common. We love Jesus. What more do we need? As I said before, when I was a Christian, I came to church here very infrequently. And the one thing I just couldn't understand was why all these Christians were getting preached at week after week. 
I just couldn't understand it. I could understand the pastor trying to get through to me, but I couldn't understand why he was preaching to them. To me, that I just thought, as, as Christians, they had it made. They, they were there. Why do they need to be preached at? Well, when I finally made what was for me that giant leap of faith, and I became one of those believers, I realised I was on the very first rung of a very high ladder, and I had, a, had an awful lot to learn. We are on a journey, and we not only need God, we need each other to encourage us when life gets tough and to remind us God is there for us at all times. The early pilgrims didn't sing those psalms and climb those hills one by one. They came together in large groups, enjoying each other's company and helping those who may have been struggling. The, uh, David went on with uh, the second verse, which is, Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. They've arrived, and it's been quite a journey. And they want to stop and take in all that's around them. As Simon pointed out last week, the journey could be quite hazardous. They were now within the gates of Jerusalem and they were safe and secure. And this was quite a momentous occasion. They would make this journey maybe three times a year uh, to one of the annual festivals with the one aim and that is to worship and praise God in the temple. And in those days, that is where God met his people. Verse 3 and 4, Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go and the tribes of the Lord. To praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. The city wasn't a sprawling city, it was compacted. And uh, it wasn't just a closeness of buildings, it was a closeness of people as well. And um, with all the different tribes arriving, there would be a huge gathering of people to worship and come before God, praising his name. Verse 5 There stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. At the gates of Jerusalem, there were thrones of judgment. Jerusalem was to be a city of justice, where good was honoured and where evil was corrected. Verse 6 and 9, 6 to 9. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. These last four verses are all about intercessory prayer. And the psalmist was not praying 
for his own peace and prosperity, but for his brothers and sisters and friends in Jerusalem. The peace he sought in these verses is much more than the absence of conflict. It suggests completeness, health, justice, prosperity and protection. The world cannot provide this peace. This peace comes from faith in God. He alone embodies all the characteristics of peace. To find peace of mind and peace with others, we must first find peace with God. We are all in this together. We, we seek to know more and more about our God. This journey we're on is spiritual. A quest to go deeper and deeper in our faith. Let's not get anxious and worry about our salvation. If you've invited Christ, Jesus Christ into your life, it's a given. And if someone is here this morning who's still thinking about taking that step, God is waiting with open arms. He loves you and wants you to be part of his family. As Christians, we have in the bank the free gift of salvation. The spiritual journey we're on is to gain a greater understanding of God and to live in the spirit as much as we can. So we need to pray. Pray as we come together. Pray on Sunday and pray as much as we can through the week. Paul, when he, he wrote to the, to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God, no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you, who belong to Christ Jesus, to live. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are an awesome God. You are the creator of all things. And we thank you for your faithfulness to each one of us. You are God in which we can put our whole trust. We pray for your peace throughout the world. Your peace for Jerusalem, your chosen city. Your peace for your church. And your peace and security within our church. Lord, we bring our families and friends before you for them to receive the peace that only you can give. Lord, we thank you for the grace and mercy you freely give us.